<sighs> Hello. Welcome back to the Radio Nasties Halloween thing. I'm your reluctant host, Richard, with my co-host, Vic. Looking like a crispy fried motherfucker. If you're listening to this and thinking, like, why do you sound so glum, Richard? You're usually very cheery in your intros. It's because we have to talk Nobody's about... Nobody's ever said no, that. I've never said that. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever described me as cheery. No, no, no. He made me want to kill myself. <laughs> Today we have to talk about Rob Zombie's Halloween reboot. Uh, I don't like it. There we go. That's enough of that. Yeah. Let's not. I don't want. I don't want to go in depth about this. You don't like these, do you, mate? I do not <coughs> like these films. So this was the third film that old Robert Zombie directed. After Devil's Rejects. Yeah, he did House of Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, which were great films. Mm-hmm. Then he went on to do two films that weren't great, and this is one of them. And this is the better of the two. It's going to be a fun episode. No, it isn't. Oh, it is. The next one's going to be even better. I just want to cry. I just want to cry. I don't want to. That's fine. (laughs) I'm not bored. I can laugh. (laughs) I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I don't like this film. Don't like it. Oh, just how are you this worse about this than than number six? Because I don't, don't get don't it. Don't get me wrong. I don't like six, but it's just like that was a shit film. Like these two films offend me. Oh, I'm gonna love this. And you know, in this day and age, if something offends you, it shouldn't exist. So get rid of them. <laughs> don't get rid of them. I'll have them. <laughs> I'll have them. Oh, if I if I wasn't laughing, I'd be crying. Stop laughing then, so you can cry, and then I can laugh. <laughs> right, the, the 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 film starts with a written quote from Doctor Samuel Samuel Doctor Samuel Loomis, and the quote goes: "The darkest souls are not those which choose to exist within the hell of the abyss, but those which choose to break free from the abyss and move silently among us." Now, as we find out uh, in this film, uh, Loomis isn't played by the old lovable Donald, Donald Pleasance. Pleasance. Mostly not... because he's dead <clears throat> and oh. has been for a few years at this point. But he is played by the great Malcolm McDowell. I will. It's it's a good casting decision. A lot of this cast. It's well cast. Yeah, I think the whole film's well cast. It's, nothing else is well done. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. So we get our old traditional. Haddonfield, Illinois, October thirty first. Yep. Uh, little little young Michael is uh, wearing a clown mask as he did in the original, playing with his pet rat. I swear the rat does has a name. Probably <laughs> not much longer. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's playing with his little rat, and then we cut down to the kitchen, and Michael's mum, who is played by We've got Sherry Moon old... Zombie. Yep. And the uh, stepdad, Ronnie, which is played by the great William Forsyth, who was uh, John Quincy Wardell 
in the Devil's Rejects. Actors that likes to he keeps his people. Yeah, he likes to yep. keep his. Which I ain't got any problems with. I don't know what the people are like though. Oh, he's the same people. Yeah, every it's like, time. why not? Yeah, why if not? he works well with them, I don't understand what it's, yeah. it's a working environment. If you've got a good working relationship, why would you not pursue yeah. that? I, I genuinely, I, it was someone said it to me about Quentin Tarantino, and I was like, but all of his films are deep. Like I don't understand what what what, what do you mean? What is this harming? Yeah, it's like they're they're decent actors. That's why he keeps them. <laughs> Especially with a director like Rob Zombie, who's like very improv positive. Like if if you got people that are bouncing off other people. Yeah. And same people. It's like the devil's rejects, isn't it? The three of them bounce off each other. Yeah. Uh Michael's mum's arguing with the boyfriend. Bitch, the... I will crawl over there and skull fuck you. <laughs> some good old Rob Zombie white trash. Yeah, it's like you know what it's like here we go. Rob Zombie. White Let's trash. have some fucking grotesque yep. quotes. Yep, but the stepdad, he, Ronnie, takes the piss out of the crying baby. And then the older sister, Judith... That's all the Judith, fucker does, apparently. Yeah. The older sister, Judith, comes downstairs. And she's he gives she's her, offended by eggs. Yeah. She doesn't want to eat chicken abortions. Yes, yes. And um, her, her mum says, no, they're not. And she replies with, well, you'd know what an abortion was. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, dear. Ronnie also gives the, uh, the 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 sister some flirty eyes. Yeah, and he and... says, "Damn, that bitch got a nice little dumper." Mm. It's like that's your fucking. Why would you say that about your girlfriend's daughter? Because he's white trash. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's yeah. in a Rob Zombie film. Yeah. Because the mum fucking like comes up to him, doesn't she? And she's like, "Fucking say that again!" Like, "Fucking say that again!" I'm, gonna... I'm glad she brought it up, not yeah. just fucking take it. Yeah. She sends the older sister to go get Michael. We see that he's upstairs washing blood off a scalpel on his hands. He's killed his rat because he's a serial killer. Is he? Mm-hmm. Oh, they were very subtle about it in this little fucking almost hour-long origin story of Michael fucking Myers. <laughs> um, well, something we should point out as well, we're watching the fucking director's cut because yeah. we needed a two-hour-long version of this fucking film. Fucking hell, Richard. This is like... I remember the first time I watched it, it was with you, and you brought it round, and you were like, have you seen the Halloween remake? It's actually quite good. Yeah. You lied. I, I like it now. And now I've had to watch it again. Yeah, and no, I quite liked it. I know you do. <laughs> like, so, well, what do you want to say to you? You're like, I fucking hate it. Looking at me like, tell me you hate it. Tell me you hate it. I'm like, I can't tell you I hate it. I don't know what you want me to Please say to you. Me. No. <laughs> um... Oh. Yeah, but Ronnie and the mum, um, they argue about Michael, and uh, <laughs> Ronnie says he's probably going to grow up, cut his dick and balls off, and call himself Michelle. Michelle. Um, and he does just that in the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, don't. Don't give him ideas. With this climate. <laughs> um, Michael comes downstairs, he's wearing his, uh, he's still wearing his clown mask, which sat on the whole time we've, we've seen him, and he tells his mum that his rat died. Fell on a scalpel. <laughs> Whoops. Shouldn't keep scalpels around them. But she's like, oh, I'll go get you another one later. And it's like, cool, I'll kill that one too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I feel like he's been doing this for ages. I'll have another it one. It seems yeah. like every day, Michael, your rat dies. <laughs> I mean, that's why we're so skinned, because I'm buying you rats every <laughs> day. Where's the scalpel coming from? I don't know, you're my mum. Stop leaving scalpel in my room, you bitch. <laughs> 
But now, Michael, I'm going to put the scalpel here and the rat here, okay? Good night. <laughs> Turns around. Michael, you've killed the rat, haven't you? No? I didn't kill it. I just, I just saw you kill the rat. <laughs> it fell Natural on causes. <laughs> yeah. It's covered in blood. You're covered in blood. <laughs> oh. Then we uh, we get a scene with Michael getting bullied by the... Uh, he gets bullied by two kids in the toilet. Because yeah. they're yeah. taking the piss out of his sister, saying she's a cum dumpster. <laughs> And they take the piss out of his mum because she's a stripper. And she's got like this advert in the paper. Which is from the rabbit in red. It's a callback to the original. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's got oh, that's yeah, quite cool. Ryan Park oh, I didn't even notice that. It's quite nice. <laughs> quite nice. That's quite, quite nice. a nice, quite nice stripper that. advertisement they've got <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. I think I've said that before. <laughs> oh, that that's quite a lovely stripper. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to see you in that. This is just joyful, wonderful. glorious, <laughs> glorious. You have lo- lovely bosoms, my dear. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, so the, ki- the the three kids they fight about it, and the principal comes in and breaks it up, and uh, Michael decides to turn around and go fuck you, and he's like. Fuck me! Yeah, no teacher would me. respond like oh, that. I love that bit. I They'd love be like, what, like, what did you fuck. just say? Well, he does. He says, what did you just say? And no, he's like, no, it's fuck like, you. And he's like, fuck me! I'm like, this is... I want this man as I'm my gonna... principal. <laughs> <laughs> well, be better than the fucking one we had. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Can you imagine if you'd be like, I ain't fucking crossing that cunt. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. Fuck you! To teach this little fucking cunt that it's not alright to tell people to fuck themselves, I'm going to tell him to fuck himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael has his mum called in, and uh, Loomis is there as well. Yeah. Well, so, the mum's pissed off. Like, I'm fucking sick of you calling me. Yeah, and, he, and the, 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 the poor time. principal's like, look, I mean, and she's like, you're a cunt. Just give me back my fucking kid. You know, you're always. If I was he's the like, mate, look, was like, well, I if mean, you told your son to stop being yeah, such like, a little cunt, I'm sorry. I won't have to fucking ring you all the time. Can you, you fucking bitch? Can you just look in this drawer. There is. There's a dead cat in here, in a bag. Why have you got a dead cat in your bag? I mean, is this why he is like how he is when you're asking me silly questions? Why would I have a bag of a cat in my fucking drawer? Your son did it. That's why you hit. Well, oh. she's basically like, well, that could be oh, any so, dead it's cat. Like, it's like, well, this um, fucking picture, mate. <laughs> I think it's... Uh, yeah. Um, but obviously Loomis points out that he's like, this is very upsetting behaviour. <laughs> Upsetting behaviour. Yeah. Michael obviously catches on that they've uh, figured out stuff, and he he runs off as the Halloween theme plays, which was I don't know, I don't know why it plays there. It's I don't know why, <laughs> but I mean, has most, it been a single episode of this franchise? The first one, where I don't know why they played the theme here. Pretty much, the second one is the closest, I suppose. And now we see where Michael's bully leaves the school. And he's just doing bully things. Yeah. He like knocks his poor kid's hat off his head just because yeah. he's walking past him. Just, just he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, he's the the bully from um, Simpsons. Nelson. That's it, yeah. Nelson. Yeah, of course. But we see that Michael is stalking him. He's starting young on this film, like way young. He's like, I'm yeah. stalking. Like I'm not even just going to my house killing my sister. I'm fucking stalking you, mate. And uh, he ends up cornering him in the. It's like a path through the woods, and he. He, like, beats him with a big fucking stick. Yeah. It's grim. It's fucking... Say yeah. one thing about Rob Zombie. He can he do his fucking kills. Like no his kills else, yeah. are uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I was generally like, oh, yeah, go on, kill it. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, oh, no wait, he's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got his... Cla- he, um, the poor he, kid's, like, fucking bleeding. He's like, don't hurt me, fucked. I'm sorry. It's horrible. Yeah. Like, and he's got this bloodshot fucking eye. But at the same time, like... 
you're a bully. You're a dick, but I, I mean, I don't know if he deserved that. Like. I think he did. <laughs> he knocked someone's hat off for no reason. <laughs> yeah, that him. should be punishable by death. The kid starts to beg, and uh, Michael pulls his mask off for a second. You kind of like, oh, was he having second thoughts? And then he just puts him, puts the mask back on, and finishes him off. Well, he takes and, like, the uh, newspaper clipping off. Yeah, and looks at that and says like, oh, and then finishes him. Yeah, but obviously, you know, this is the the beginning of the different persona. But he's like, because he's two different people yeah. essentially, and he like eventually he just re- regresses into wearing masks forever. Yeah. Um, it's like Mass Michael is horrible, killing bastard, and yeah. Unmasked is nice, innocent kid. Yeah, until the second one. We don't talk about the second one. We have to. No, we don't. We do. What second one? <laughs> so Michael and Ronnie are watching a horror movie. and um, It's the thing from Another World again. Yep. And Ronnie berates him for I, I think it would have been better if they were watching John Carpenter's. The thing, because it's, yeah, because it's the next one, yeah. Uh, but um, obviously Rob Zombie's a big fan of early horror I suppose isn't he so he was like I liked that he said he likes 30s and 70s <laughs> I mean it's that's specific yeah. yeah I think like he 40s fav- 50s he and favors... 60s was shit yeah <laughs> yeah but like, I'm assuming that's why he went he always seems to have like a clip of an old horror film in his but um, Michael's going out for Halloween and his mum basically says that he better live it up tonight because things are going to change tomorrow like, you stop and kill an animal tomorrow alright enough of that <laughs> kill as many as you want today yeah Judith, ha- Judith has, a- has a boyfriend over. Because um, she's supposed to take him out trick-or-treating while yeah. the mum goes and strips. Yeah. But they tell Michael that he, he can just go trick-or-treat yeah. himself. So um, we get like a little scene now. Back and forth from Michael on the front lawn, obviously. Oh, he's all on his own. And then his mum dancing at the strip club. I ain't gonna complain. <laughs> Neither's Rob Zombie, that's why I put it yeah, in the film. Yeah, I've to him. I ain't gonna complain. Like... If your wife looks like that and she's like, yeah, I'll do it. You'd be like, oh, go on then. <laughs> Off you go. Don't even have to pay but, you. Uh, so uh, Judith and the boyfriend are uh, getting jiggy with it. And the boyfriend pulls out. Well, he mentions about Ronnie. And she gets really defensive about it. It's yeah, like she says something about like, you know, not my dad. It's like, yeah. my daddy's in heaven. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Um, but he he pulls out the the iconic mask and he says that he wants to do do it with the yeah. mask on. You're like, all right, you're weird. So Ronnie's sleeping downstairs and Michael comes back inside. He he starts it. I I actually really like this bit because he's he's eating the candy and then he's like throwing bits just bits of the candy away. But he's just sitting there like, oh, I'm fucking bored. Like I'm I'm eating candy, and then he just casually gets up, grabs duct tape and knife. And then, like, heads Might over to Ronnie. Stepdad. Yeah, you, he's just like, there's no change in his emotion. He's just like, actually, there's something to do. <laughs> um, I think you're broken, mate. Uh-huh. So he, he I don't du- they gave the kid a Game Boy. This might not have happened. <laughs> yeah. He duct tapes, Ro- duct tapes Ro- Ronnie to the couch and um, puts his mask on. And he hears some kids outside, and we get this cool shot of him looking out the window, which is genuinely pretty creepy. And then he just casually cuts Ronnie's throat. So as you do. Yeah. Pretty grim. Pretty, pretty grim, yeah. Pretty grim. See you, William Forsyth. <laughs> like to while you're here. Um, Judith's boyfriend comes downstairs and um, Michael follows him with a metal... This bit's fucking grim. Oh, yeah, this bit's fucking He follows him with well. a metal baseball bat and the boyfriend's making himself a sandwich. And then Michael... He's, he's sitting down at this at the table, you know, getting ready to eat this sandwich. And Michael just, like, hits him once. And he starts having a fucking fit. Yeah, because he hits him, like, fucking square in the back of the head. And yeah. he's just on the floor, like, twitching. And it's like, oh, my God. 
And then he just beats, beats him, him a few more times. Yeah, like, oh, this is fairly grim. Uh, and he walks through the blood, leaving bloody footprints. Quite like that. Judith is listening to Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, don't fear the Reaper. It comes back up again. I think it's trying to be symbolic. Yeah. Like, oh, don't fear the Reaper, because you're going to be dead in yeah, a minute so or so. Right. Yeah, you're So Michael comes into a room, and he, he finds the mask yeah. and puts it on. It's it's so big for his head. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, it's huge, isn't it? Like, it goes down to his shoulders, pretty much. Um, and he starts tickling his sister's leg. Yeah, this was weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he was just looking for a reason to kill her, or was this him just... starting to taunt people? I think it's just weird. I don't know, but but she obviously thinks it's the boy. Yeah, because she's like, well, yeah, and then she she comes to and she she slaps him. She's like, what the fuck are you like? What the fuck are you doing? And she takes his mask off, and he seems like he's like fucking out of it, like he's yeah. phased out. And then he just stabs her, and you're like, oh my god, this is. So she goes down the hallway, and Michael like follows her, and she kind of falls, and then he just like slowly stabs her like a few more times, and you're like, this is like a snuff film. Yeah, well, they they mentioned that she got stabbed seventeen times. Yeah, like he's just sitting there stabbing her. It's fucking. This is fucking pretty awful, mate. Like, did we need it to be this realistic? Like, you know, even the first one, it's like the kills are there. They're yeah. pretty realistic, but they're not like this is like crime scene footage. He goes into the baby's room, and um, this is where he switches again, doesn't he? He's like, yeah, he's like, he puts down his knife, he takes off his mask, and he kisses the baby, baby, and he's like, happy feet. Halloween, boo. Happy the boo him referring to his boo will come up more. But then his mum comes home and Michael's on the front porch with the baby and he's obviously got blood all over him and everything. And she asks what's going on, and uh, he doesn't answer. And then we we hear the uh, sirens. Yeah, we get like little black and white shots like of sepia all the tone footage. Yeah, yeah the mum crying over Judas corpse and the news reporter describes the scene as Manson like in its viciousness. Because Rob Zombie's definitely got a hard on for Manson. Oh, massively. Yeah, but the uh, there's quite a cool shot though because he like everyone freezes, everyone's like frozen, and then it pans over. You know, you see all these people that are frozen in the middle of, middle of doing something, and then it Michael's in the police car. Yeah, and, and he's he the only one that turns. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, you're gonna. Oh, I know it's not very good, is it, mate? Then we cut to good old Smith's Grove. Eleven months later. Loomis has been appointed as Michael's psychiatrist. Yeah. But he's like, can I ask you a question? And Loomis is like, of course you can. That's why I'm here. You can ask me as many questions as you want. And he's like, why do you talk so funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, I suppose it's just the fact this this kid's killed four people in the last... Yeah. You know, well, he doesn't remember that, does he? Because Lo- Loomis asks him, like, what do you like, remember he's, about he's so Halloween? Fucking... He's like, what do you mean, like... The candy, or yeah. what I was dressed as a cost- costume. It was like, I'm talking about when you killed four fucking people, you little twat. Yeah. Like, no, no, that wasn't me. Well, we get voiceovers of Loomis recordings, and he's, yeah. uh, he's basically saying that people shouldn't be fooled by his harmless demeanour. He's like, nah, he's, he's a fucking killer shark with baggy overalls. <laughs> Imagine he said that. Yeah. But, um,. His mom I comes... would love to see fucking Malcolm O'Dowell like, yo, Mikey, come see me. Yeah. Happy Halloween, mother... No, trick or treat, motherfucker. Dangertainment. So, um... A bit of the old ultraviolet. His, <laughs> his mum visits him and he asks his mum if everyone at home is okay. You're like, oh, you're a little bit fucked, didn't you, mate? Yeah. We're introduced to Danny Trejo. Yay! Who's a staple for Rob Zombie's films as well. Um, and he's the janitor for the sanitarium. 
and he basically tries he's like the only person that's actually quite nice to Michael isn't he? But, like he's, he tries to comfort Michael tells him that he has to well, I thought he was a janitor at first but they're more like orderlies they don't yeah, just I'm guessing clean they up just, they... yeah they look after patients they clean up they do yeah, yeah I know he's like a multi-purpose Mexican but no you just saw a Mexican on screen for, oh he must be a janitor yeah it's Danny Trejo he's <laughs> yeah. playing cool. I love Danny Trejo by the way <laughs> who doesn't yeah I, who, you can't not yeah. like Danny Trejo he's so lovable even when he's cutting people's heads off as machete. Machete, machete, machete. Yeah. But yeah, so he tells Michael that he's, you know, he's been in prison and he's you have to learn to live inside your head if you, when you're in a place like this. Michael starts to make masks now. And Loomis Loomis asks he has this mask and he, he so asks it's just, why it's, it's all just black. black. Yeah, it's like black yeah. is my favourite colour. And, and then Loomis then... is like, Oh well it's not, it's the absence of colour. Which is like, oh right, this is it. The darkness, the blackest eyes. So we get another voiceover of Loomis telling us that Michael has begun to obsess over making masks and he says that he's rarely seen without one. We see another scene with his mum and he tells his, Michael tells his mum that he likes to hide his face behind the mask. Yeah, says he helps my ugliness yeah. and his mum's like, you so know, don't, don't say that. Yeah. Um, he is. <laughs> so it, another voiceover from Loomis about how Michael is, you know, he has less and less normal moments and is using the masks to hide within himself and from himself. Yeah, we get a, a uncomfortable scene now Michael pretty much loses the plot yeah it's like, like screaming it's a little like, kid it's like I want to go home like please just let me out Loomis um, is like I can't um, I'm afraid you can't go home because you've done terrible things yeah it's like Jesus Christ like, he's the blow mate <laughs> um, so Loomis, you raped a woman and killed with a big penis <clears throat> ha Loomis uh, you know says that Michael he, he believes that Michael's on the verge of completely shutting down and um Loomis is pleading with Michael to talk to him. Michael's just like, I need to get out of here. Like, I need to get out of here now. Loomis says that Michael has now become a ghost, just a shape of a human being, and there's nothing left in Obviously, there. a reference like, to the shape. shape. But he's nothing like the shape in this film at all. Yeah, I know. I thought I'm. I, it's, it's become a ghost, just a shape of a human being. I, thought, I, I assume it's just the absence of being a human, I suppose. Then we get a, another scene now, and it, it, it seems like his mum's even kind of given up. Because Michael and Loomis and her mum, they're, they're all just sitting in silence. And she gives him, like, a photo of his sister or something. And he doesn't even respond. No. So, um, Loomis says, you know, he says, I'll walk the mum to the car. And this nurse comes in to sit with Michael. She's the shittest nurse she's ever. Awful. Like, nurses no are supposed to be caring. There's no need for what yeah. she says. She, um, like, she sits down with him and looks at the picture, and she's like... Cute baby. baby. Couldn't be related to you. It's like, oh, there's no need you're for that. You're a nurse. Like, you're going to get You stabbed. are a nurse. Yeah. What nurse would say that to a child, nonetheless? So Loomis is walking with his mum, and, you know, he says, he, you know, he's been silent for uh, two weeks. And uh, he says that maybe shock treatment is in order. And then we get CCTV footage of Michael just fucking killing the nurse. With yeah, the he's stabbing. In the Why are they the allowed fork? metal? That's um, why for. Like why so he's are they killed? Like, I, mean, I know he's people. a kid, yeah, but, but he's still, killed. Yeah, it's a sanitarium. Yeah, shouldn't really be having no. Them. Shouldn't be left alone with anything. Really, no. I mean, assuming you know he's not left alone, like, but she turns. It's her own fucking fault. She turns around reading the fucking paper. Yeah, but you and, shouldn't you know, have the metal comment as well. Yeah, but you shouldn't have like metal. I mean, no. they don't now. I assume, but security, you know, obviously head and Loomis and the mum realizes. Something's wrong, so they all head back. And Michael's just standing over the nurse, like watching her die. And um, his mum runs over to Michael and pulls off his mask. And he just 
flips, then he just screams in her face. Yeah. And you can see it on Loomis's face at this point that he knows he's lost. Yeah. Like he's done now. Well, there was a scene earlier when Michael was talking to his mum and like she lifts the mask off and he just he just stares and is like, please put my mask back on. Yeah, yeah, please of course. Put my, and like won't say anything until... Yeah. Until he puts the mask back on, yeah. So then we, we get some, like, his mum's in the house watching uh, old home, home movies. F- yeah, yeah, home footage, and she fucking shoots herself. And then the baby, the baby cries. cries. So then we cut 15 years later, and uh, Danny Trejo's showing around a fucking racist guy. <laughs> if you've watched Devil's Rejects, he's the uh, mustache guy that pukes all over the bed. Oh. That always says, oh, is that your thing, puking? Like, <laughs> You so funny, Otis. But yeah, you know, the racist guy, and he basically tells Danny that, you know, he's his own boss. He'll do what he wants. Yeah. Like, he's like, you know, I know you. He says something like, I know you people, like. like well, he basically work. says you're all, yeah, you're all. It's like Mexican. Yeah, yeah he's like, you, you work hard. Yeah. It's like, jeez, mate, a bit so. I mean, not enough for this. I know thank 70, you for the but, compliment, but yeah. I'm actually a terrible cleaner. <laughs> yeah. But um, Danny Trejo says that he's three months from retirement. He's basically like, I don't really give a fuck what you do. That was the you... moment you knew he was going to die. Yeah. But they go to Michael's room and it's fucking decorated with masks. And Michael is a giant now. I feel like they're not helping him by letting him make these masks. He's yeah, not I mean, obsession with masks. He'd be like, well... the only thing that he... It keeps him quite... Like, I mean, you've seen when someone t- took the mask off and now look at the size of him. I'm not taking the mask off. Let him make them. Let him make the fucking masks. But it's like, don't give him the access to make them. Lock him in a room, and if he doesn't fucking calm down, it's his own fault. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose he's been there for 15 years. They're probably like, oh, I can't give a fuck. He hasn't done anything in 15 years. Just let him make his masks. Racist guy, he takes the piss out of uh, Danny for being nice to Michael. You know, because yeah. he's like, oh, you know, can you stand up, Michael? Like, just put your arms up. And Michael's actually like, but he says, right something, he says something like, oh, you don't want to offend the retard. Or yeah, along I know. those lines. It's like, this is just unnecessary. He's just a dick. Uh, yeah, because he tells Michael, he's like, no, don't look at him or there'll be a problem. And it's like, you're, look how far you're looking up. He's about eight foot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tall and wide. But now we get a little scene with um, Loomis so, you know, with... He's, uh, he's with... just acting the hard man because, you know, he's in chains. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, he pays for it, so... But Loomis speaks with uh, Michael now about how he hasn't spoken in 15 years. Like, Jesus Christ. And he uh, he says that in a weird way, Michael's is still his best friend. And, um, you know, he's, he says that he's still wearing masks and all this. And he basically says, he's like, this is my last day. I, I can't do this anymore. He says that I have to move on. Yeah. And he just says, take care, Michael. And he, like, pats him on the back. Yeah. It's, it's like the opposite of uh, original Loomis. Yeah. Yeah, like, like there's part of this one that actually cares about yeah, Michael, yeah. Like he's like, and in I'm you know failing. in the original times, like fucking kill, kill him, the yeah. evil bastard. Yeah. Uh, but we had another voiceover from Loomis, and it does the whole, it does essentially does the uh, the eyes thing. He says the, his eyes will deceive you; they will destroy you; they will take from you your innocence, your pride, and eventually your soul. We see that Loomis is doing a lecture on the school about of his. He's got a new book out, and it's called The Devil's Eyes: The Story of Michael Myers. And he says, these eyes don't see what you and I see. Behind these eyes, one only finds blackness. The absence of light. These are the eyes of a psychopath. And he uh, basically explains that Michael was created by a perfect storm of mental activity, I suppose. Because they're going through that route this time and has no boundaries. We cut to the racist guard again. Who decides to uh, try out... his mates with him, isn't he? Yeah, he tries to try out Michael's boundaries. He ain't got any. So... 
The best thing you, you probably shouldn't do is go and get a female patient and rape her in the same cell as the giant. No, I wouldn't do that either. I mean, I'd, I mean, I'd like to say I wouldn't rape a female patient in any room, <laughs> but um, not with a giant in there. <laughs> I mean, if you have to, yeah, use the empty room. So they are in I danger. I mean, I'm saying don't. But yeah. if you're gonna, but um, <clears throat> yeah, they, they they're trying they're trying to rape this this uh, this poor patient in the room, and Michael's just making his mask like he don't care. Michael really doesn't care at first, does he? He's just like I don't know, raper. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and then what they do is while they're while they're fucking the girl, they one of them takes one of the masks off and wears it, and Michael's like, nah, I'm not having that. Yeah, that's you're what in my him. house, bitch. Like, you you can come in my room. You can rape who you want. I don't know. You she keep is, your but hands I know my off ma- my mask. Yeah, yeah. So he um. It's like, I don't need a rape scene in a Halloween film, Rob. Yeah, I, d- I don't think that was necessary. I mean, I, I don't think that, the film was I, I don't think. I don't. They could have just had them go in and take the piss out of him and take his masks without the rape scene. Yeah, it's just. I like think Rob it was Zombie just it was more of a like, reason for us to want them to die. Yeah, and it's like I don't. It's a Halloween film. We don't yeah. really need that. So um, stop being so edgy. Yeah, like the best part is though, it's like in Devil's Rejects and that. Like we we want these horrific murderers to kill people in a sense in a way you watch well, yeah, it you're like oh these kills about, yeah. yeah and then and then this one you're like nah, not on this film mate we, yeah. don't, we don't need to hate the people that are dying on this film but he, he, kill, he, he like bashes one of the racist guard uh, one of the other guards and the racist guards head against a wall and then he does his first head twitch Danny Trail shows up now and he sees everybody is uh, everyone's missing he, he kind of looks around at him, and it's like a panning shot behind the reception. Yeah, she's the, the yeah, receptionist. Is up. She's dead. In the in the other in the theatrical version, you see him get out. Oh, do you? Because it's Bill Mosley that's um, doing cool. a cameo. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I've seen. Yeah, I think I've seen the scene. Yeah. Um, Danny Trey finds another guard, and Michael appears and attacks poor Danny. They tr- my, he's trying to calm come back to your like, room come, let's just get your chains back on and we'll he gives him his hands bed. Yeah. Like Michael gives him his hands first and then as soon as he goes to put them on he, he starts attacking poor Danny and he's like I was good to you Michael yeah I in the theatrical version this he doesn't kill him though. yeah which I would find more interesting to be honest with you it's like oh yeah he's went back and went actually no let's you are alright to be fair like I'm not that bothered Right. So he drowns him and then he drops a TV. Because in on this head. one, he doesn't seem as he doesn't. In this one, it's more he's he kills people that are in his way. He's not just going out to kill people. Yeah, he's, he's his sole concern on this one is is uh, is Laurie. Not even to kill her. Like, no, he, he just, just wants he just to, wants get to get home. He's with his Laurie. only family. You know, yeah, that's, like, he's just yeah. like I just want to get home. And he's just got to kill whatever's in yeah. his way to get. He to doesn't his... know what else to do now. Whereas he's, in the original, it's just like he's killing. I kill people because that's what I do. Yeah. So Loomis gets a call. Michael's broke out. And he's like, well, that'll be fun. It's only an eight-foot giant coming down the street. But then we get our favourite scene, don't we, Richard? We cut to a truck driver pulling yeah, into a garage. I do love this scene. Uh, Tom Sawyer by Rush's plane, which yeah. just makes the scene even better. Yeah. We get one of the greatest characters in cinematic history, Joe Grizzly. Played by Ken Forey from great, Dawn of the Dead. Yep, the legendary. Also, might, you might know him as the dad from Keenan and Kel. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. He's also in uh, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. He's been in a fair few horror films. I love um, Ken Forey. Who does? I think one of my favourite performances of him is on the remake of Dawn of the Dead. He's the guy saying, yeah, the dead yeah. will walk the earth. When there's like, no oh, more room in, in hell. hell. He's yeah. like a, is he like a preacher or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're listening, Ken, please, I, love please, you. Yeah. I love you. Please come to a convention. Yeah. Please. In Joe Grizzly 
in yeah, uh, Joe Grizzly costume. I will. I'll pay. I'll pay you. Well, that's the concept of. Yeah. Can... Well, I didn't say I want his autograph. I'll pay him for just being there. Like, yeah, come here, mate. <laughs> I get to quick. look at Do you. Want me to sign anything? No. Do you want to? That's enough. Well, I can. Well, if you don't want to, it's all right. But um, yeah, Ken Forey's playing a uh, Joe Grizzly, and he goes into the toilet. We see, you know, from the little we have around, he seems like he's a boy. Yeah. He just comes in. He's like, "Oh, I'm back! I'm back, motherfuckers!" And he's like, and then he goes into the toilet and picks up a nudie mag, and you're like, "Oh, you're just a man, aren't you?" He's wearing like, you know, like a fur hat as well, like a fur truck driver hat, and he just and he and then he's huge as well, like he's quite tall as well. So he goes for a shit, and then um, Michael, Michael the like toilet. bangs on the door, doesn't he? Yeah, and he sees his feet. And he's like, you know, I'm, I've got, you know, I've got like a. I'm having a shit. So He's like, let just... me pass the beast in peace. Yeah. Like, that is a fucking and, um, cracker of a line. He starts to bash the door again, and uh, the truck driver... Like the truck driver? Joe Grizzly... Oh. The uh, Joe Grizzly... Um, no, he does say that. He's like, he if you're looking for some action, you know, you better fuck off. Yeah, because he thinks Something. he's a, a, a ponce, doesn't he? He's yeah. like, oh, don't be breaking any doors down and raping me. But... Um, the uh, Joe Grizzly says a, a line from um, fucking out Cool Hand Luke, and he's like, "What we got here is a failure to communicate," which is great. He's like, "Let me introduce myself." <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Joe, Joe Grizzly, Grizzly bitch. bitch. And then they fight, and um, Michael stabs. It. I think this this scene is pretty good as well because it shows off how strong Michael is. Because this guy's a big guy, like Ken Forey's a big guy. And Michael fucking Well, this is like... the most unbelievable scene in the whole film for me, because there's no way in hell Michael Myers would be able to defeat the great Dr- Joe Grizzly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um... So I want the Joe Grizzly spin-off. Yeah, please do. He was not in this film for long enough. No. Please. Please, I'd Rob Zombie. i cameo in another Rob Zombie film, to be honest with you. No, I'm, I need franchise, or it's not good oh enough. Oh, God, don't do an extended universe. No, I'll do Grizzly. a Joe Grizzly expanded universe, please. But Michael stabs him, um, and he puts on Joe's overalls. That's where he gets his overalls yeah. in this version. And then Mr. Sandman begins to play. Because, of course. Oh, you just yes. need Mr. Sandman in Halloween films yeah, for some reason. Man. So we're back to Haddonfield, and it is... October 31st, 31st. and D. fucking Wallace is making breakfast. I love this casting. I love I the love casting. your excitement of that. It's D fucking Wallace. No, man. but it sounds like you're more excited that she's making breakfast. It's like if D Wallace was in the film, well, we wouldn't really. It's the fact that she's <laughs> making breakfast. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch a film with D Wallace just making breakfast. I fucking love D Wallace. D Wallace is a shit. If you're listening, D. I love Wallace. you. <laughs> she was in the fucking Howling, man. She was in the fucking Howling, man. She was in ET, but I mean, I don't. I never remember her for that. Everyone remembers her for ET, and I'm like, no. The howling. <laughs> Come on. So yeah, she's making what uh, breakfast and the dad's reading the paper and we get our introduction to Laurie. Almost an hour in the film. Yeah. An hour yeah, in to the film. This film isn't about Laurie. It's just not. This is like this is a Michael Myers film. Origin story. This is like no, this is like a Michael Myers film. Yeah. Like whereas the other one you don't really see anything of Michael. And, and it's, it's, it's following Laurie. This much. is yeah. This is like the Michael Myers show. Laurie's like just there to be Laurie in this, I think. Like she's not that well developed at all. But she enters and she starts making pervert jokes with, oh, she with starts some fingering uh, a bagel. Finger it's yeah. like nobody acts like this around no, your parents. It's a bit strange. It's yeah. 
This is the cringy stuff that your dad does to wind you up and you're just like, Dad, fuck off. It's not what the fucking daughter does. Yeah. She doesn't come down in the morning and start fingering bagels. <laughs> no one does that, Rob Zombie. Nobody fingers bagels. I mean, I did it. I oh, did fair it. enough then. I'll yeah. take what back. I, I did it. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Rob. But um, the dad asks Laurie to drop envelopes off at the Myers house. And then we get our instruction to Tommy Doyle, who meets up with Laurie on the way. I was paid by Paul Rudd again. Oh, damn. He's just acting like a child. It's like, hello, I'm 10-year-old. Tommy Doyle. Yeah. So um, Michael gets home, enters his house, and he collects his uh, he collects his iconic mask and his knife from under the floorboards, and the Halloween theme plays. I agree with this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up for this one. I actually feel like that is a pretty good point to put the the theme. It's yeah, like that he's, makes he's sense. Recovered he's recovered his mask. He's becoming Michael, exactly. He's becoming, that know, makes sense. The like, Michael I think Myers that everybody was, knows. That's the perfect place to put the Halloween yeah. theme. Like I'd rather have it there than even in the kill. Like, I feel that's more what the theme is. Especially when you're doing the whole, you know, this is the origin story. Of yeah, and then he's got his mask and now he's old and it's like, oh, you're fucking Michael now. So he hears Laurie and Tommy approach him outside and Tommy's saying, you know, that's the devil's house. The boogeyman lives in there. And um, Laurie says, chill out, spaz monkey. <laughs> yeah. What is, what is this? What? No one talks like this. I think I've said Has that Rob before. Zombie ever met another human being? Yeah. I think, oh, okay. that, to be fair, the people he hangs about with, <laughs> yeah, I would probably. assume, say Spaz Monkey. But she posts the envelope envelope through the door, and Michael smells it. He's like, oh, fucking Smells stinks like this. <laughs> this envelope's shit. Now we get Laurie and uh, her friends talking about her, you know, they're talking about the babysitter. It's the same scene from yeah. the original. They're talking about the babysitting. It's just, it's a little bit more edgy now. A little bit more edgy. Um, but a friend, one of her friends is Daniel fucking Harris. Who, who played, played Jamie. Jamie in the uh, Fawn trilogy. Yep. Well, the first two anyway. And who's the main protagonist in the Hatchet franchise. Love Daniel Harris. Michael's watching them from outside, obviously, and, and Laurie notices. She looks again, he's gone. He's doing his, he's doing his disappearing act. Yeah, like in the first one. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. see him, looks back, gone. I'm quite, I kind of missed that, to be honest with you. I don't think the the last sequels had that enough. No, like there was no. not enough of that. It was more kill, kill, kill than. Oh, I'm here. No, I'm not. See you later. So Loomis is reviewing the CCTV footage of uh, of um, Michael escape. escaping. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Loomis kind of turns around. He says, "All that they had to fucking do was play was zookeeper." Play zookeeper. But everybody's playing the blame game. They're like, oh, it's your fault because this and this. Like, no, it's your fault because this and this. Yeah, so he's, he's turned, he says to the, you know, he's, all they have to do was play um, Zookeeper. And the two um, the two people he's talking to is fucking Clint Howard and Udo Kier. More great names in horror. That Udo Kier was in fucking Blade. He was the vampire that gets left out. In the, remember that? That scene where they leave him out and he just dissolves in the sun. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. And he's in... Uh, the fucking Iron Sky films, if you've if you've seen them, they're hilarious. So they try to make excuses, and Loomis basically leaves, and he says, he says this quote, and it's like, "He is mad who trusts in the tameness of a wolf." And he's like, "Jesus fucking Christ, we fucked up here, haven't we?" You see, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm I have fucked up." Like nobody says that if you've not let out somebody. But he says, "Call Haddonfield and warn them because they need to know what's fucking coming." Basically. So Laurie and her friend are uh, talking, and um, Annie meets Annie Daniel Harris meets up with them, and uh, She's like, "Hey, bitches!" Yeah, yeah. They know. And I, mean, going, I going have like, definitely heard girls say that before, Richard. Before you say anything, then, then they go on about calling each other sluts and stuff. I've heard that many times. That's probably the most uh, realistic <laughs> thing in this film. The most uh, unrealistic thing is that Linda is wearing a rain and blood T-shirt. It's like Rob, not 
everybody is into metal. Yeah, but I mean, he is. <laughs> yeah, but he seems to think everyone is. It's like, do you think teenage girls in the noughties like to listen to Blue Oyster Cult and Slayer? Um, probably not. M- m- some. Crop? I feel like he's probably just going. Oh, I like that music. Stick it on. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I get that's why he's doing it. But if I was making a film, I wouldn't just be putting all my music tastes in the film if it didn't make sense. I can't. I can't say it doesn't make sense. But like, she, she might be a like metal Slayer. fan. Like I don't. Like, you don't see anybody in a fucking smiley t-shirt in a film and go. I don't think he likes smiley face. Who like who? What kid? I do. What kid likes smiley faces in this day and age? I just. I. I just find it unlikely that this cheerleader is into Slayer. I think that's the joke. It was a joke. Well, I mean, no, but I mean, it's a cheerleader wearing, wearing a Slayer. Like, I don't think he's. If wearing, it was filmed, oh, if this film was uh, filmed uh, now, I'd believe it because everybody wears fucking band T-shirts. Well, that, yeah, but that'd be for the wrong fucking reason. I'd be in, even more annoyed. Like Ramones, what's your favorite song? Hey ho! <laughs> oh, if somebody, if I went up to somebody Hey-ho. and I said, "What's your favorite Ramones song?" and they responded Hey-ho. with "Hey ho," they wouldn't be breathing anymore. <laughs> Yeah, but the three guys they they taunt Michael because they notice him watching. He, she basically like, Annie's like, my dad's the fucking sheriff, and then her dad shows up and it's played by Brad Dorif. Yeah, oh man, I love this casting. Brad Dorif is great in these films. It's I don't like care the what you say. Like, but that's Hatchet. Yeah. I was saying this the other night. I was like, people were saying about that Death House, and it was so bad, and it was the Expendables of horror. I was like, watch a Hatchet franchise. Everybody's in that, apart from D Wallace. <laughs> They might make another one. And Brad Dorif. But um, he shows up and he picks up Annie. Laurie walks home on her own. Michael follows her. Well, it's just, they do the whole... Obviously, it's more... I mean, it's it's a, it's a Rob Zombie-fied version of it, of the whole... You know, when they're winding Laurie up in the first one, like, oh, you've scared another one away. They do yeah. that sort of thing, with, oh, you should date him. But obviously, yeah. it's more yeah, yeah. zombified. Yeah. I like that. It's more zombified. <laughs> But Laurie gets home and she's helping her mum with a skeleton. She's trying to put a skeleton back together or some shit. Yeah. And Michael's watching. And we cut to... Well, uh, the mum mentions that she's still upset about breakfast. It's like, I'm so upset about breakfast. You don't finger bagels! Yeah. I just love the fact that she still brings it up. It's like, get a fucking life, do you all this? <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> so we get a, a scene now of Loomis. It's the cemetery scene with the uh, the old gravekeeper. And, uh, the, the late gravekeeper. Sid fucking hate. Rest in peace. Yep. I'll put a smiley, uh, a frowny face next to Sid Haig in my note because he's no longer with us, unfortunately. Unfortunately. But we've got three from hell to see him in next week. <sighs> next week. It's just going to me- upset me. Yeah, but I think it, I said this, me and Charlotte said this, the exact same thing. I was like, well, I think we're going to be upset. And I was like, yeah, but it'll be worth it. It's like, oh, he got to do that. So they're talking about Michael's. They're talking about Michael's history, and uh, they find like a wooden cross by a grave um, with a missing headstone, and it's got an eviscerated dog on it. Yeah, because they just had to make it more edgy. Yeah, and uh, it's like a missing grave. It's funny how Sid Haig reacts. Enough as these fucking kids. You're like, um, is this a regular what occurrence? Kind of kids, that's not good. You should be doing something about this. Oh, they'll be fine. Uh, mm. And uh, Loomis just says, "I think I know who that, whose grave that is." The screen randomly comes up and says trick, trick or, or treat. treat. I was like, what is, what? I don't know. What was this about? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm glad you don't know either, because I was I just like, really why is that, that there? Like, okay. Why? 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 Yeah. 
don't know. It's not a big deal. I just don't. No, understand. no, it didn't. It didn't annoy me. I was no, just like, the... okay, fair enough. <laughs> trick or treat. It's just a trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But now Linda and her boyfriend. Lin- yeah, Linda and Bob go up into the Myers house to party. Yeah, they're just going to get jiggy with it. But Michael stand on the balcony above them as they walk in. I was like, don't like that. Don't like that. And, uh, um, Halloween Two by the Misfits plays while they bang. Oh, really? Yeah. I quite like the Misfits. I love the Misfits, even. I was going to say, like, you, you quite like them? <laughs> I, uh, You've got a tattoo of them. <laughs> I don't think if you quite like them, you should have got a tattoo. Richard. Oh, somebody thought it was a Blink-182 tattoo. I was like, get away from me. It says me. 138. I think that's where they got confused. I mean, how? <laughs> oh, is that Blink-182? It's. I mean, the numbers are definitely not that. Yeah, I. There's a time and a place, and uh, banging your girlfriend's not the type for. Because if you're aware of the song, it's in Latin. It's like, why are they Whitlow? I mean, I think I've done this before, though, Richard. You've listened to Miss No, but just had music on, and it's just played through a playlist. And, like, it's came on. I think I've definitely fucking to this. (laughs) But, but, you know, you kind of go, I'll get on with it. As a weird tangent to go on, it just remind me of a story I read online once. I don't know if it's true. I hope it's true, because if it's true, it's hilarious. This guy had a roommate, and um, he said every time he brought his girlfriend around to, ba- to bang, he would play Slipknot annoyingly loud. So the this was when uh, Slipknot's fourth album came out. Right. He downloaded it. For him and burn it onto a CD, but in the middle of one of the songs, put "Never Gonna Give You Up." <laughs> like this was in like the golden yeah, yeah. era of Rick Rollin. Yeah, 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 and he he was just listening to him like banging his girlfriend while this fucking album <laughs> came <And> on. Then... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I that would be you'd have that, lived, wouldn't you? You'd have yeah. been like, well, that's me. I've He's probably going to come out there and murder me. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> that is great. I don't know if it's a that true story, but incredible I hope it is. if it is. Oh man! But um, Linda's boyfriend goes to get a beer, and uh, she uh, Linda rings Laurie, and uh, we get like a little twist of what happened in the original, don't we? Yeah. So the boyfriend heads upstairs in a white sheet with glass. He puts the glasses on top. I love that. <laughs> I still love that. It's great. Like that's see, Rob no Rob Zombie knows what's going on. Put the glasses on top of it. That's what made it good. Come on, put them on. And then Michael like pins him to the wall with a knife. Same kill. And he does the head twitch. Yeah, I didn't mind how this bit was done. No, it was alright. And then he's obviously he's wearing the sheet now. And Linda thinks it's a boyfriend. And Michael Michael actually gives her a beard and then he's like, Who's who's your beard? She's like, fucking do But he makes her, like, come up. Yeah, her, she's like, just give me the beer. And he's like... And uh, don't fear the Reaper's playing again. Again. So she grabs the beer and she turns around. As she turns around, Michael pulls off the sheet and then chokes her out and carries her away. And then we get a little shot of uh, Loomis buying a gun. <laughs> I love this scene. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's just buying it. He's like, would, would, would this... And he's like, oh, if you want some stopping power. Like and then... really it, want to blow its head off. And the he gives guy's him a like, 375... Yeah. Uh, 357 Magnum. Yeah. It's like, I mean, fair enough. That'll do the job. You're giving him a hand cannon. 
But he, the, I love the the the, the guy behind the counter because he's just like, "What are we hunting?" And you're like, "Oh, you you love guns." It's like Le- Reverend Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> what are you hunting? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, is that a reference? You've just had an epiphany there, haven't you? Oh my god, that makes the scene even better. What are we hunting? So now Laurie and her mum are inter- interacting with the uh, trick-or-treaters. It's all in full swing now, Halloween. The dad comes out and he says, you know, you need to be careful because there are a lot of nut jobs outside. I was like, ha! <laughs> um, Better be brothers not out and come to kill you. Yeah. Why would you say that, Dad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, brother? I mean, whoops. Not brother. Sorry. Uh, you're adopted. Have you got right. babysitting to do? Bye, Laurie. But Annie comes and picks up uh, Laurie and... D. Wallace, the mum, because she goes back inside. The dad stays on the porch, like, you know, kind of like, I don't know, looking out at his garden, maybe taking in the Halloween spirit. Yeah, and, he uh, seems to really like Halloween. Yeah, he's just kind of like taking it in. Because their house is like Halloween to the max. Yeah. And I think it's like the dad, because when he left in the morning, he was telling D. Wallace, the... like, make sure you fix the skeleton. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. But Michael appears and he slices the dad and pushes him inside the house. And he he grabs, he goes in and he grabs the mum now and he shows her the photo of Laurie. And um, fucking Dee Wallace, the badass, she's like, leave her the fuck alone. I ain't telling you shit. <laughs> and then he smashes her through the fucking living room table. Yeah, it's like one of the ones, like, the glass, the glass yeah. Yeah, in the centre. And then snaps her fucking neck. And it's like, it's still grim. So now we've got Laurie and Tommy talking about the old boogeyman. She's teasing him again, like the original. And uh, reminds me of like he likes to eat little boys like you. Yeah, no, it's like I mean, so I used to do that to my brother when I was. I mean, I know she's not his brother, but um, I used to say stuff like. The story's got a lot more draft. banter than the last. Yeah, story. Well, well, I used to on Halloween every like every Halloween. I used to like wait for Trevor to go sleep, and then like I'd stab him seventeen times. Yeah, start scratching on his door. <laughs> Like prop, <laughs> like scratching, and then eventually when he shit himself, I'd just go back into my room. And it became to the point where Mum was just like, "Can you fucking stop?" Like every year, <laughs> could you stop? So yeah, Annie calls and she tells uh, Laurie that she's bringing Lindsay over due to uh, Paul's coming over as well. And once again, Lindsay's watching the thing from another world, and uh, Michael's standing behind, right behind. Her. Yeah, like it's fucking, it's grim that scene. I'm like, oh my god, don't stab her. <laughs> oh. And then Annie, uh, she hears Annie calling for her, to, you know, to put a coat on, and Michael's Michael's gone. And then Loomis meets up with fucking Brad Dorif now, the sheriff. And uh, I love these two together as well. Brad Dorif is a revelation, man. Yeah, he's such a good actor. But he, uh, he's, he's Oscar-winning actor, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. What for? Holy shit! Fair play. He's great. But he says that he doesn't think that the. Um, the missing headstone is anything to worry about. And, um, you know, he's, he's saying, he's like, you're saying one man picked it up and walked away with it? And um, I may have been born yesterday. Uh, I may have been born, but I wasn't born yesterday. What a like, weird that's phrase. Great. I was like, oh, I can't say I am because I ain't. <laughs> oh. um, but Loomis, you know, he begs for him to listen. He's like, evil is here. It's walking among, among us. And uh, the sheriff turns around. He's like, it sounds, you know, it sounds to me that you're talking about the Antichrist. And Loomis is like, well, perhaps I am. But Annie and Lindsay are heading to the... Sorry, Oscar nominated. Oh, it's still good. What did he yeah. get nominated for, though? For one for the cuckoo's nest. Of course. Yeah, that film won that many Oscars. Yeah, of course. I forgot he was in that. Jesus fucking Christ. But he did win a Golden Globe and a BAFTA, so... He deserves it. So Annie and Lindsay head to the the other house now, and Michael follows. Tommy answers the door, and um, 
Annie comes in and just like instantly makes a joke about how Laurie needs a boyfriend. Well, you need a boyfriend. Do we? Okay. But then she's like, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I quite liked that, to be honest with you. She was like, no. Yeah, I need yeah, some dick. I, do, actually, I need some dick. Fair, I do, yeah. What's Ben Tramer up to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's not being impaled and exploding. Well, that's good. Why, but, why would you present it like that, though? <laughs> but Michael watches and Paul arrives, Paul arrives at the house now as well. And now Loomis is still, he's still pleading with the sheriff. The sheriff, you know, the sheriff tells, I love this fucking scene. I really like this scene. Because um, the sheriff turns around and he says that, you know, I've read your book. Um, I don't like it. I don't like you. Yeah. He's like, you're using the blood of this town to sell this book. And Loomis, um, Loomis tells him, he's, tells the sheriff about his history for Michael. And he says he's, he's come back for her. And he's, you know, the sheriff's like, and who is her? And he's like, he's come back for his baby sister. And the sheriff has this realisation that we don't know yet. We don't know what he's, what he's, what he's on about yet. But he has this, like, click. And he basically says, you know, he's like, fuck. If I have to break a promise that I made a long time ago, you know, Loomis needs to promise to play it straight with him. And um, he calls the Strode residence. You know, we get a little shot of the dead parents. And there's no answer. So the Loomis and, Loomis and the sheriff head out. They're like, okay, maybe... I mean, I do like that shot of when he's ringing and it cuts. Because he could have just, you know, rang. Oh, no answer. Yeah, but it, it emphasised like they're dead. Yeah, they're very, not answering that dead. phone. Yeah. So now T- Tommy's asks asks Laurie about the uh, the boogeyman again, and he, he says to Laurie like, "Why do you keep avoiding the sh- subject?" And then the two kids start teasing her for being scared. They're like, "You're scared of the boogeyman." What the fuck was that? Hmm? What the fuck was that? Did what you was say what? that, Charlotte? No. Charlotte. No. That fucking scream, Richard. No. Is there anybody... Uh, there's, there's people... There's genuinely nobody... You didn't hear that I didn't fucking hear anything. scream. No. That's the second time that's happened to me now. <laughs> You're fucked. What is that about? Charlotte's literally just sitting in there, like, reading. And she's like, I, I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything. What the fuck? I mean, sure, the combo would have freaked out if... That's true. That's fucking weird, man. <laughs> that freak. Why is that? That's not as if it's even just once. That's multiple times, I've heard. I'm going insane. I think you're going to die. He's fucking sitting here talking about the boogeyman as well. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget about that and bore that from my mind because I don't repress that, that memory. Is, that is freaking me out. See, when you listen to this back, just listen. Just look, listen out for a scream. Because I mean, if something I loud came up, I would have noticed insane. it. I'm just, I'm just gonna get on with the episode because that's. <laughs> I'm leaving this in. Yeah, I think fucking leave it in if there's a fucking scream in there. What the fuck? 
I'm genuinely a little bit freaked out. I don't know. Oh, I'm just gonna get on with it. Okay. Um, so Annie and Paul start getting jiggy with it. That'll that'll take my mind off it. Sex, and um, Michael appears and he, uh, he he stabs Paul. Does he stab Paul when he's on top of her? He does, doesn't he? They're on the couch. Yeah. And she's he stabs yeah, Paul yeah. and then she like she gets she up gets and tries to fight. In his blood. Yeah. Um, she tries to fight. It doesn't work, obviously, because he's you know twenty foot tall, and Daniel Harris is about three foot tall. So she just like gets dragged away. Laurie tells Lindsay that it's time to to go home, and uh, she goes to take her home and leaves Tommy in the house. Now we get a Sheriff babysitting move. Yeah, no, it's probably not the best thing. Um, Sheriff Brackett, you know, he he basically now reveals to Loomis the secret, the promise yeah. that he was on about, and he says that he was the first one to arrive at um, you know the Myers suit the mum the mum's suicide, and he uh, he basically said you know he found the baby. And that he didn't want the kid growing up with the stigma. So he omitted her from the report and then drove her to another town. Then, like, he thought, well, it's all sorted now. It's all done with. And then he finds out his fucking mate has adopted the baby. So, like, he's like, oh my god. So, at least we get more on the fucking something. Like, it's actually doing something instead of just being, like, at the end, like, "He's he's my brother. Is he? Yeah. And. So Laurie and Lindsay arrive at the house and they they find Paul hanging from the fucking ceiling with a pumpkin on his head. Yeah, that's like, pretty. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like um, it's it's you know it was it was the kind of thing where I was like, oh, it's weird how they never done that before. You know, something with a pumpkin. Yeah, like from Michael. But she finds Annie as well, who's pretty fucked up. She's like, she's been stabbed, hasn't she? But she's not. Dead. Yeah, she's, she's still, still alive. Yeah. So Lindsay runs to get help, and uh, Laurie goes to call the police. And um, as the front door that she came in closes, Michael's been standing behind it, like, letting them walk in. So he approaches Annie from, you know, as Laurie's calling the police, he's approaching Annie. He does this really weird thing where he, like, pushes Paul's corpse to make it swing. And then he does a head twitch. I was like, yeah, pretty worthy of a head twitch, that. That's pretty fucked up, I think. Annie's trying to warn Laurie at this point, but, like... She's been stabbed, so she's kind of like, Ugh. and Laurie's like, I'm on the phone with the fucking police. I'm trying to get help. The sheriff Brack hears the police call go out, and he's like, you know, Loomis and him are both like, oh, fuck. All right, let's go, okay. Michael goes to get Laurie at this point, and she breaks out and runs to fucking, um, she runs back to Tommy's house. She locks the door, and, you know, Lindsay starts screaming because we get this, and we see that Mike, Michael's peering through, like, the uh, front door, and then he starts, you know, banging the door to get in. He breaks through and they all run to the fucking bathroom. And then the police arrive. Yeah. And the police go, like, go in. And they're like, you know, we see the bodies. But they're like, what the fuck is going on? Don't see Michael. And then they go, obviously, go up to the bathroom door and one of the coppers. And, um, you know, he says, open the door. And they're like, we're not fucking open the door. Yeah. And he's like, look, everything's all right. There's nobody out here. Like, I just open the door. And as they go to open the door, Michael obviously kills the fucking copper. And you see it sort of through like the, you yeah, know, like the presses, faded it's glass like, yeah, that you get so you on can't like see it, But he pushes his face and he spits yeah. out blood over it, doesn't he? The second copper, he, you know, he shoots Michael as he approaches, but Michael kind of just shoves it off. And he kind of goes, Bleh. did you notice that? He yeah. shoots him and he kind of goes, Bleh. yeah. <laughs> um, and then he stabs the copper. 
So he goes back and he takes Laurie and takes he carries her, her outside. He takes her it? outside down the street, yeah. Loomis and the sheriff arrive and he he finds his fucking daughter and it's yeah. like, Oh, you're you're fair you're a very good actor. Yeah, he's, like, he is oh good. God, he like, is good. You're generally like that's his fucking daughter. Like you know, on the like number two, the only thing you saw with the sheriff is like, I need to get home before someone else tells them about it. Yeah. You're like, What? And he's like actually reacting like a dad would. This guy, he's like, Oh my god. My daughter's been stabbed. But Loomis sees the uh, the two kids run out of the house, and they they tell him that Michael's taken Laurie, so he heads off to uh, to help her. And Laurie, she kind of comes to in the Myers house. This is where she finds the dead Lin- uh, Linda with the Myers headstone. Again, a lot more zombified than yeah, the like original. A, yeah. It's like down in the like basement over the soil and everything, isn't it? Yeah. He just takes everything from the original and then dials up to eleven. Yeah. But Michael approaches and he's you know, he's got the knife. And then he just drops it and kneels down. And um he picks up this photo of Laurie and him from when they were younger. And Laurie's Laurie doesn't get it. Yeah, She's like, I, I, don't I don't know who these people are. I don't are. know who they are. And he takes off his uh, he takes off his he fucking takes off his mask. And like he seems to be calm. She's all like, I want to help you. I just I just don't understand what you're trying yeah, to but tell while me. While she's saying it, she's she's, she's grabbing like, the looking, knife. Yeah. And um, she stabs him. And you know, a f- funny little fact on this: like, um, Scout Taylor Compton actually stabbed Tyler Maine in the sh- in the shoulder with her knife. At this bit because Kane, she didn't meet like I, I think I think it was the wrong knife. I assume, but um, I remember hearing about it because Kane Hodder was laughing at Tyler Maine for getting stabbed. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> things like that happen. So she uh, she stabs him, and he kind of he kind of like topples over, and she uh, she tries to she tries to get out. She kind of breaks out of the um, the room. Michael gets up, pulls the fucking knife out, and then, you know, she gets, like, Laurie gets out of the room just in time, just before Michael, but he's, he's still following her. She falls in, like, an empty pool. Yeah. It's like a drained pool, isn't it? Michael approaches, and he kind of does, like, this pace back and forth, and then comes for her, and it's like, it's as if he's like, I think I need to kill my sister. Like, he's like, she stabbed me, she's one of them. Like she's, so he's doing this little pace where he's like, I don't want to. Yeah, he obviously thought, you know, he was going to get home, meet up with his sister and see happy families again. Yeah. He's a bit miffed. But suddenly Loomis, the hero, appears. And he, you know, this is another thing I quite liked because he, he actually says to Mike, you know, he's like, Michael, it's me. He's like, stop. Like, yeah, he's trying to reason this. with him. And Michael even looks back for him and he's like, oh, it's fucking Loomis. My best friend. Yeah. And then he goes, nah, fuck it. I'm I shoot him three times. Yeah, Loomis shoots him... Um, repeatedly until he falls. Loomis goes and gets Laurie. They head off. You know, we get a shot of Michael dead. You know, at this at this point in the original film, well, this this the is end, the end of because like, they even do the was that the boogeyman? And then yeah. Loomis is like, I do believe it was. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And then and then as he says that, Michael fucking breaks through. the Yeah, glass. it's like a fake. I yeah. think you know he's obviously done it deliberately. Everybody's you know sort of they've relaxed themselves. Like, oh, it's the end of the film now. And, and then, then smash. They get the jump yeah. scale with Michael coming yeah. up. What I loved about this was Loomis's reaction, because he's proper like a normal person. He's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> like he shot him fucking. I shot hammered. him three yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. Michael takes Laurie, and Loomis comes after him, and he's he's pleading to the you know with Michael to let her go, and then it's his fault. You know he he failed him. He never uh you know it was him that fucking fucked up this. And Michael grabs, so Michael actually does stop. He's like, "Actually, you fucking did fail me. You can't." So he grabs Loomis and, you know, Laurie runs off and he starts to, like, crush 
He crushes, like, crushes his, head. his head in. Yeah, he's like... Because <laughs> he starts bleeding from his ears. Laurie hides in the crawl space at this point, And, you know, she sees Michael drag Loomis away before returning to, to search for Laurie. And he, like, he knows that she's in the crawl space. Sister in the wall, eh? Now <laughs> you're speaking my language. <laughs> but Laurie sneaked out. She grabs Loomis's gun. And Michael follows after Laurie. And Loomis still tries to, like, grab Michael's leg to stop him. He's like, yeah. no, I'll fucking stop. And then Laurie goes into the fucking attic crawl space, like, in the... I don't know, it's like, she's like in the roof. And Michael does that. It's quite a long scene, this. Like, Michael just gets this big plank of fucking metal or wood or something. And then just starts smashing up at this uh, Yeah, he's trying to break the ceiling. And yeah, he's, like, he's trying does, to find where she is. It. Yeah. So Laurie falls, you know, she's dazed. And she, she aims the gun at Michael as she, you know, she sees in the doorway. I fucking love this bit. Michael drops the plank of wood. And you're like, oh, you know, he's going to, maybe he's going to fucking try again to help her. Nope. He's like full force tackles her out through the window and off the balcony. Like, off. Laurie ends up coming too. She's on top of Michael and he's fucking passed out because he just ran through a fucking window and a balcony, I suppose. She grabs the gun, points the gun at his head, and the gun clicks. Yeah. So you're like, fuck. Yeah, she's like shooting through bullets. all the chambers. She spits at him, like at this point as well. She's like, I fucking want you to die. Like, the gun clicks, the gun clicks. And then Michael just grabs her hand and the gun goes off. Boom. And she gets like covered in fucking blood and she's screaming. And it, it kind of fades out with home footage of Michael and Laurie. And the Halloween theme starts playing over the credits. And then he does the Rob Zombie thing where he pays like old footage of Michael through the through the trailers. Uh, the trailers. Through the credits. And uh, that's Rob, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Halloween. Yep. I will admit, it's not a bad film. I just don't like it. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I'm not going to... I'm, I'm very not, glad you said that. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and... I've never admitted that. You usually just want that shit. Well, it is shit, but it's a good... <laughs> it's a well-made film. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Halloween 6 or Halloween Reactions are a better film, because it's not. I just don't like it. Yeah. I don't need an edgy Halloween origin story. I don't need to learn the history. I know it's a remake and you're supposed to do differently, but it's a case of where they've done too much differently. So I don't need an hour of the film spent on Michael Myers' childhood. It's it's literally just, I mean, I think Rob Zombie should stick to his own thing. Because, you know, what he does, he does well. I just don't think it needs to be done in a Halloween film. I'll agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I just yeah, I don't I don't think it was needed for a Halloween film. No, I yeah. think creatively, he wasn't the right fit to remake Halloween. I mean, I wouldn't wish the job of remaking Halloween on anyone, but I don't think it should have been Rob Zombie. What are you rating them? I'll give the film itself a three because, mm-hmm. like I say, it's not a bad film. And there are a lot of people that like it, and I can see why they like it. I just don't. Yeah. Maybe if the maybe if Halloween wasn't so sacred to me, I'd enjoy I it. I think that's your problem. I think that's. I mean, it's not a problem, but I think that's your issue with these yeah. films. Like, it's there's they're never going to be the first one, Richard. No. Well, obviously, you saw this before the original. Yeah. So, as you know, in your eyes, this is the first origin of Halloween you've seen. So, but yeah, I don't like it. So, as a f- fun factor, I'm going to give it half a star. Fuck. Because I don't like no. Fuck. 
No, I'll give it a one. I'll say, give it a yeah, one. Yeah, because you're going to give the next one a half star. That's why you're doing that. I knew that was going to go up. Yeah, I'll give yeah. the fun factor a one. It's, if you want a really brutal, edgy Rob Zombie Halloween film for some reason, you'll enjoy it. If you don't want that, you won't. So for a film, I'm going to go three out of five. It's, uh, it's well made. I it's well made. See, Casting's I, I, really good. I can see what he was doing. I know what he was doing. This is, you know, he was... He was looking at this shape, the boogeyman, in as realistically as a way as you, 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 you could. He doesn't feel like the shape at all. That's the I know, but I think that's what he was doing. Yeah, like, I know what he was trying it's, to it's do. Like, like I said, you know, you, Michael Myers is unnaturally strong, realistically, unless he's the size a big he is, fucking yeah. guy. So he's done that. Um, you know, he's, he's tried to give the whole motive of killing as a realistic serial killing motive. And while I don't mind it, I agree with you. I just don't think it was needed for Michael Myers. If this wasn't I think a this, Halloween film, if this was a film, Rob Zombie film, yeah. I'd be. I think this. Would if it be wasn't a, a Halloween film, film, it was just a Rob Zombie film about a serial killer. Yeah. I'd probably be able to enjoy it, but because it's got Halloween on on the box, I can't enjoy it. Yeah. See, I mean, I'm. I can't be that. I'm not that. I don't. See, I don't want to say close-minded because I get what you're saying. I know, I know it's not. You're not being close-minded. Just. You like what you like, and that's it. But, like, I like the fact that he did something different. I do. And I think I watched it and then watched it, and I was like, this is shite. And then now watching it again, I think I've liked it more. More like what I liked it the first time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, after watching all the rest of them. I mean, there are some horrific films in this franchise. (laughs) Horrific films. Some that I can't even call films. But... This is well made. The casting is incredible. Malcolm McDowell uh, is the perfect... Re- yeah, I perfect couldn't think of anyone better to replace Donald Pleasance. Yeah. That was a stroke of genius. Yeah. Ruined it in the second one, though. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, know, I always love the way Rob Zombie's films are shot. I just do. It's just that, that gritty 70s fucking yeah, filter. Yeah, he does what he it, does like... well. But I just get the impression he can't really do anything else. No, he can't. I don't. I don't. I don't. He probably can't. But I mean, he does what he does well, and yeah, like I've got. To Hopefully, he's done free from hell. Well, don't start, Richard. But um, fun factor, it's yeah, it's three out of five. Same. I have fun watching it. It's great seeing all the horror icons pop up, peppered all the way through. Brad Dorif is incredible. Yeah. He's even better in the second I was just about to say he's that. He's even better. You know, we'll in the get into it in depth, obviously. Yeah. But... but he's like, there's a scene in the in the second one where I was like, Yeah, I know oh the scene you're on about. God, like, this is incredible acting. But um, yeah, so it's something about it just works for me. I, I think I think I've come to realise that I I let Rob Zombie off a lot more <laughs> than I should because I like what he does. Yeah. I mean Hillbilly's white trash hick shit is. But at the same time, I won't let him off because I like Halloween so much. I agree, yeah. yeah. And that's why I agree with yeah. what you're saying. Like, I, I can enjoy this because I can deal with that kind of stuff. I'm like, it's got fucking hicks in it, mate. Like, I'm I'm happy, bud. Um, but I agree with you that the Halloween name was the wrong franchise yeah. to do this with. Yeah. Like, he should have done a fucking Texas Chainsaw. He, well, he basically exactly. did. Exactly. That's what this, I'm saying. This like, should why have been, wouldn't they this have film, given yeah. him the remake Yeah, House of a Thousand Corpses is a love letter to um, Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, like, why couldn't... Why couldn't he have done the remake for yeah, Texas Yeah, why couldn't he just do... No, I'm just saying, like, why didn't he just do a love letter film to Halloween? 
in yeah, the same way yeah, that corpses saying, yeah. is to Yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying Texas is Chainsaw. if you were going to give a director like him a remake for horror, why would you pick Halloween? Yeah. Why would you not pick Texas Chainsaw? Or something like that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd quite happily watch a Rob Zombie Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, because it's kid. pretty much what it is. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I liked this film and then I hated it and then I liked it again. And it's alright. Right, I think that wraps it up for this week. Hopefully whatever uh, fucking thing is taunting you doesn't appear. Well, I'd like to fucking think not, Richard. Cheers for bringing it back up again, mate. I'm trying to forget about this fucking scream laugh. I mean, it's not even once, Richard. Well, it happened when we were recording Deathgasm as well. Was it Deathgasm? Yeah, yeah. I, I knew. I don't happened. remember if I left it in the episode. If somebody can tell us if it's left in the episode or not. That's what I'm saying. But it, it's staying in it. It's already point. happened twice with you. And then it happened the other time with, with fucking uh, Charlotte and Trav that I told you about. When we were sitting watching, for, I can't. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad it's. I'm glad in whatever it is, it's tied to you and not my house. I feel a bit. Yeah, it's me. Fuck it, and oh, nobody else nice fucking is it. Even Charlotte and Travel, like we didn't hear anything. It's like I'm genuinely going insane. This is how people get schizophrenia. <laughs> like they're like, can you hear that scream? No, I yeah. think you're going nuts. Well, I'm probably am. Right. So this podcast has uh, has officially drove me fucking nuts. Well, I'll be back in a couple of days. Uh, I might not, be. might not be. I might be in the abyss. Who yeah. knows? I um, don't know. But we'll one see. or both of us will be here in a couple of days to talk about Rob Zombie's Halloween too. We'll I see. will be here. I need to see your reaction. Mate. Oh, so I'll be the one screaming this time. It won't. Mm-hmm. You won't be asking me. Was that a scream? Yeah, it was me. Yeah, it was yeah. me. This film. See you soon. Bye bye. Goodbye. have been born, but I wasn't born yesterday.